Hey guys, welcome to HowlerPod. A couple warnings to get out of the way. As always, the first, this podcast contains adult content. Some bloody damn cursing. Aaron's got a very important message for you. Don't be a pixie. Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Like a lot of them, we're going to ruin the entire Red Rising series. No, so we're just going to make it better. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to enhance the entire Red Rising series. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to tell you everything that happened. So if you haven't read the books, this isn't your podcast. Also, Aaron wanted to tell you something about how you should be following us on social media. Yeah, hashtag follow us on hashtag social media <laughs> at hashtag HowlerPod. Or just at HowlerPod. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> speaking in girl talk. Um, that is Howler, H-O-W-L-E-R, pod, P-O-D. On all the social media platforms. Yeah, just, like, Google it. I don't know. You'll find it. You'll find it. And now, Howler Pod. <coughs> My people need this. Eo sacrificed happiness and her life. I can sacrifice my wants. I can sacrifice this slender princeling. I can even sacrifice my soul. Hello, Howlers. Welcome to Howler Pod. My name is Ben. I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. Hello, Howlers. We are back with our reread for chapters. What is it, Aaron? 13 through 19. Welcome back. Um, so we are going to just hop right in and start with our uh, chapter summaries. Right. Let's uh, load up this star shell and shoot straight into our chapter summaries. So chapter 13, bad thing. Uh, in this chapter, Daryl meets the pink Mateo. The He's actually pi- a rose. The pink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he trains him in the ways of the golds and... He learns about the gold's weapon of choice, a razor, and uh, works on improving his speech and accent. Darrow also refuses to change his name in this chapter. What a little Um, bitch. Just kidding. He will only keep the name that his uh, mother and father gave him. Dale. Son of Dale. That is a weird son of Dale. Darrow, son of Dale. All right, Aaron, what happened in chapter 14? Chapter 14, titled Andromedus. Uh, Mateo teaches Darrow to dance. Um, the Palamides is the forbidden dance from Lycos. It means child of war. Um, Mateo is like, what the hell? You better say who you say you are because he doesn't think that Darrow is who he says like, he is. You dance so good. You, you dance so good. <laughs> yes, you're so graceful. You cannot be from Lycos. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, what What the hell? And Darrow um, is like, no, I am who I say I am. Anyways, we'll get back to that later. Darrow watches Hollows of Dances, and, and he's afraid because he sees that the golds fight, like, quote, the summer song or birds banking into a fresh wind. So he's like, oh, shit, I'm definitely going to die. Um, this is the first time he really realizes he needs to buckle down mm-hmm. and uh, – practice his dancing right so then he also goes and learns to ride a pony which is where he meets mustang for the first time who's mustang (laughs) who could that be the horse riding is definitely your favorite part of the book i feel like yeah (laughs) if you haven't noticed i like horses (laughs) 
<laughs> which is why I want to be a gold. Um, and Darrow says, her hair is more golden than the setting sun. Ooh, I, I hear some birds chirping. Yes. That's some nice poetry. He he so easily forgets you <laughs> when he sees most. All right, moving on to chapter fifteen. This one's called the testing. Uh, so Darrow he starts his uh, first series of tests for the institute. Uh, starts meeting some of his gold classmates like Cassius and Antonia. Ow, ow. Um, no, I mean that was for Cassius. I'm sorry, I didn't want that to be confused <laughs> yeah. with. I, I fucking hate Antonia. Yeah, we're a full fuck team, or team fuck Antonia. <laughs> uh, he also has another run-in uh, with the mystery girl right, who was riding the black stallion. This time in the locker room, and they see each other naked. Well, Uh-oh. he's not naked. I think he was. No, and her back's turned, and she puts on a shirt, and then they're blushing. Like oh. Little pixies. I thought they were naked. <laughs> Ben is the X-rated version. <laughs> it only is released to Maybe I just wanted them to, to be adults. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Darrow is embarrassed and blushes like Aaron said, but he's not supposed to because he's a gold. But notes, she blushed too. Squeed. Okay. So you say that? Squee. I think so, yeah. Great. I'm hip. Chapter 16, The Institute. The Board of Quality Control visits Darrow. Uh, they're suspicious because he only missed one question out of hundreds because he's awesome. And he passes the lie detectors because his control questions were, are you of the irate genus lie? And are you of the family andromedist lie? So ruins the control so he can say whatever he wants, except the truth, I guess. Yeah, I didn't hear. He tells them the truth after that, which is weird, I thought, but I don't know. We should tweet Pierce. Whatever. It makes sense. So Darrow says goodbye to Dancer Harmony and Mateo, and he heads off to the Institute. One quick quote. Mateo says, manners, manners, then burn their bloody damn house to the ground. <laughs> that was badass of Mateo. Um, then he meets Julian and Severo. Who's Severo? Oh. Is he your best friend? <laughs> Are we about um, to be best friends? <laughs> Do we just become best friends? <laughs> Um, Severo already knows about the passage because he must know somebody on the inside. Mm. Um, and I like this quote too. Darrow says, his name is Severo and I like his angle. <laughs> and then lastly in this chapter, he listens to Arch Governor Augustus's speech about earning their scars and he uses Eo as an example in the speech and it's really fucked up and Daryl almost freaks out, but he doesn't. Yeah, that was stupid. Also, just one note on lie detector tests. I have no idea how they work. So <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say trust Pierce on that one. How uh, dare you question the supreme <laughs> leader? <laughs> All right. Moving on to chapter 17, the draft. Uh, Darrow starts to gain some understanding of how the Institute works and learns that there are uh, 12 houses, each assigned a praetor. Uh, he meets so-called Praetors, and uh, meets a particular one named Fitchner. They have a pretty fun exchange. Punches him in the face, and then Daryl's like kicks him in the shins. They have a good laugh about it, and then he's chosen by Fitchner to be in House Mars. He was picked tenth out of one thousand. Wow. Hopeful golds. Pretty that's, cool. That's pretty good draft. I mean, it's not first. It's not first, but, but I guess that's okay. For his test scores, I feel like he's a little, like he should have been drafted higher. Right. But everybody's like, he's well, a... Priam was like a shoe-in or something. Right. 
he didn't even get have to go to the draft. Right. Because he already had a ticket in. What's that called in football? First draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they. <laughs> it's the exact same. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sports ball. Chapter eighteen. Classmates. Um. And, of course, we will learn to love all these people, mm. except the ones that die. So, mm. Darrow is in the lead for Primus. He and fucking Tony is still. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, by the way, when they show their scores above their heads, I picture it like a video game where you're, like, oh, powering sure. up or down, mm-hmm. and it just floats by you, and you're like, bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop, you know, when yeah. you do something good. Uh, or, like, The Sims. So, Darrow's in the lead for Primus. He meets his classmates. Priam, Roke, Screwface, Clown, Weed, Thistle, Pebble. And, of course, he already met Severo, Cassius, um, Julian, and Antonia, my favorite. This is one of those cool things that you catch on a reread. Uh, Cassius names all the Howlers. Yeah. Didn't know that. those aren't their real names. Yeah. He's, he's basically being a bully. Yeah, he's, like, making fun of them. He's like... Screw face because of his weird face. <laughs> good one. Good one, Cassius. Good man. <laughs> My good man. You are good at insults. <laughs> All right. So Cassius kind of calls Darrow out for scoring so high, and he's like, My good man, how did you cheat? What is that accent? <laughs> <laughs> it's like and a weird Jamaican <laughs> almost. <laughs> firsthand experience so <laughs> darrow insults cassius by saying he didn't study bad move yeah. dude gotta walk that back not, pretty quickly not righto mm. not prime so he quickly concedes um and says that he did study a lot because um the air changes he, he kind of realizes how thin of a line this whole manners thing is mm-hmm. so you know mateo is right he goes to sleep on a full stomach at the end of the chapter, and he was feeling guilty because his family is going to bed hungry. Way to bring us down, Daryl. All right, chapter 19. I'm really going to bring you down now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> this is the last chapter of this episode. The passage. I think we all know what happens here. Daryl was woken up in the middle of the night and beaten by some obsidian guards. First, he's like, holy shit, I've been found out. I am totally fucked. Then he realizes it's all a test, baby. Yeah, because they have, they have like a special pass to beat yeah. up golds. They've got like a bracelet that's like, I can beat up a gold. It's like like VIP access at a concert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the little Except rubber bracelet. Except you can beat people. <laughs> 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 um, they haul him off to this dark room. He like gets in a ship. He gets taken off all the way to this dark room where Julian is oh. waiting for him smiley ball sunshine they are uh locked inside and fitchner says only one of you can leave darrow and julian fight and darrow kills julian it's that easy it's that easy but way more in depth than that it's a pretty big deal so that was our chapter summary i'm julian (laughs) albalona how dare you i can't walk out of here Darrow! <laughs> if you listen to, to the audiobook, Tim Gerard Reynolds, like his Darrow voice is like 
you know, the Irish one that I can't do. But his Julian voice is like, I'm Julian R. Bologna. <laughs> it's very, like, prissy. <laughs> It's it it's it's really good. It uh, does make you feel bad for him though. When yeah, he gets I mean, the shit kicked out of him and dies. I do feel bad for Julian, but also like fuck him. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, now that we know what happened in these chapters, we do. Thank you for catching us up. We Amy. need to talk about what ties them all together. Do you know what it is? I do. Oh. Yeah, because we've talked about this. We have. We've but worked it out hey before. Hey, everybody. <laughs> the theme for this week's chapters is... Identity. Identity. So the reason we picked this is that as our theme is that Daryl's kind of grappling with his own identity and the changing identity from red to gold. Uh, he's learning how to carry himself. He's changing the way he speaks, trying to change the way you know he thinks when he gets in those situations, because like we were talking about with Cassius earlier, his first insult is kind of, I mean, his first thought is to kind of throw back an insult, but then he quickly no, like, realizes that's not the way this works around around these golds, you know? Yeah, also, identity. We are learning about how Darrow is transitioning after his carving. So he's um, struggling with not thinking like a gold or not really seeing himself as gold yet because he still right. is red on the inside. Right. Kind of talks about how he hates, he would hate himself. So yeah, th- we'll get into it a little bit more here, uh, but we just kind of, we thought that that idea of identity really runs throughout all these chapters. At first it's kind of like Darrow grappling with the change in his body and what he's going to have to do moving forward. And then it also, um, once he gets into the test and the institute, it's actually like practicing that identity and creating this gold that he's going to be. And we even kind of thought outside of Darrow, we also see identity, the theme going into the other characters. True. Um, They're also grappling with that at the same time. Right, especially for all these young golds going into the Institute, they're kind of stepping out on their own for the first time mm-hmm. from their families who they their families have given them identity thus far, and now they have to literally kill people to, like, maintain... That family name. Right. Yeah. So it gets pretty intense. Right. And we also have, like, Augustus talking about the golden identity and, like, oh, yeah, and that what they represent. Yeah. yeah who they are, why they're the peerless scarred. All men are not created equal. Right, the great the great lie or whatever. And then there's also like the different faction or different subsets of gold. So like there's the bronze, the pixie, the iron gold. We see all of that within these chapters. And those are all different identities just within that gold. Right. So gold just cuz you're a gold doesn't even mean you're at the top of the food chain. Exactly. So you could be a fucking pixie because you can't ride a horse. Right. So kind of just running through this chapter by chapter, in these first couple chapters, it's all Darrow dealing with his own personal change from um, red to gold. And this is kind of when he's working with Mateo um, to work on his accent. He's learning about being polite society, being in polite society with other golds and that kind of thing. So I think Mateo has a really good quote where he's talking to Darrow about um, kind of insulting a gold or how they would react. He 
you said your honor was personal. Like Daryl's honor as a red, it was just his personal honor. You said theirs is personal, familial, and planetary. That is some like real shit right there. Planetary. Um, yeah, my my honor uh, is for planet Earth. Yeah, he also has another really good line about how these people rule planets. And that's like a <laughs> mic drop moment from Mateo. It's like, okay, yeah, I got you now. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm good at dancing. <laughs> yeah. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, uh, and, this, and then we see Darrow um, continue to grapple with his own, you know, personal identity versus what he's trying to uh, become. He says, if I saw myself on the street, I would hate me. And then he's ta- he's talking to Dancer at this time, and they, he goes on, and Dancer replies like, "It's just uh, you understand what you're to do, you understand why you're to do it, but you still lose perspective and judge yourself." He needs Darrow to play a part, and he has to embrace the the role and let go of that judgment, of that hate, of looking at himself in a mirror and not recognizing himself. He has to form a new identity. He goes on to tell him, we're, t- we're tossing you into a nest of, of baby vipers, Daryl. And we all know like how dangerous that oh, yeah. a baby viper is. That's after we learned that Dancer was bit by a nest of baby pit vipers. Right. And we know that, obviously, Daryl was, and that's why his heart's so big. Right. Uh, and then that chapter ends with, look into yourself, Daryl, and you'll realize that you are a good man who will have to do bad things. And then Daryl responds, See, that's what I don't get. If I am a good man, then why do I want to do bad things? This is starting to sound like a serial killer documentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Daryl wants to. Do so you can bad start things. seeing those changes there. We can see him grappling with that identity just throughout uh, those conversations with Mateo and Dancer, and then it uh, rolls forward into chapter fourteen. Yeah, so fourteen, we get a good chunk of identity when um darrow is good at the polymides dance which i said means child of war uh mateo starts questioning who he says he is he says is this some sort of game uh you've never been beyond the mines you've never fought with a sword or shield are you who dancer says you are so uh, mateo did not see mickey carve darrow so he's taking it on faith that darrow is like not already a gold and that he was a red um, before the carving. So kind of shows you like just how secretive the sons of Aries are. Like, right. It's that's like pretty not, cool. not even like someone on the inside. Yeah. They he, still don't get the full story. And he didn't see the video of the carving, which we know exists. So yeah, that's, that's just another step in like, he's already so much a gold in the way he looks. And now in the way he's so good at dancing that, Mickey is associating him as a gold. So Darrow starts to see that um, that shift in others' perspective of him. Yes, and then he continues to do that, um, you know, through the the uh, next few chapters. Um, we kind of get some examples of what we were talking about earlier when we were saying uh, even the golds have to deal with their own identity. This is Darrow talking about some of the people that he sees at the testing. He says, for all their physical stature, they are children with exaggerated senses of self-worth. They don't know hardship, babies, pixies, and bronzies, mostly. And so even then, <laughs> we can see already see a shift where Darrow's judging other golds and calling them pixies and bronzes. 
and um oh darrow says that yeah yeah and so even though he's seeing golds fight he's seeing these people in the institute like these aren't the iron golds right these are just spoiled brats exactly and so it's it's he can see that they're just grappling with their own identity just as much as darrow is he's just doing it in a different way yeah by like becoming a completely different person because yeah he (laughs) he went from red to gold but they're still they're going from adolescence. They have to their yeah, adolescence to adulthood. They're dealing with their own family expectations. So right. Whereas like, Darrow's already had a wife. In the mines, you you age faster because you die younger. Right. So he he feels like more of an adult. Oh yeah. Than he has lived a life compared to a lot of these right. kids already. Like I think Julian is not cut out for the institute. There's a reason that he died in the passage. Like, but he's trying to uphold a family name his father's going to be disappointed that he's cassius's twin yeah they're like fraternal twins yeah i i i in his in my mind he was always like cassius is like younger he, little he does brother. seem like that yeah just in memory mm-hmm. <laughs> r.i.p but well they kind of yeah, have that like, type of relationship it's, it's his twin and you're like oh yeah. i guess it makes sense because they're going in at the same time right but he shouldn't have gone. He should have just been a pixie. But oh well. Moving on. Chapter 16. Uh, this is where Darrow is saying goodbye to Dancer, Harmony, Mateo, Evie. Just everyone that's kind of helped him from his fake death in the mines until this point. And we see a lot of Darrow's um, self-identity in the gifts that they give him. So they give him uh, Hamanthus Blossom in a locket he has his wedding band this is the his friends that he's become really close to really sharing in this red identity with him and they're trying to tell him to keep home close to his heart so he doesn't go off and just be a gold even though this past he's changing he's still tethered to home and that mainly that hymanthus blossom that he keeps you know that is what keeps him tethered and keeps him pointed in the right direction. Right. It's kind of a physical reminder of his memory of Eo because mm-hmm. it's the flower that she gave him. And then also in this chapter, of course, we have Nero's speech to the students, and it's all about kind of an Iron Gold's perspective of what true identity is to them. Yep. So We are conquerors. They're conquerors. They're, um, they have to earn their place, which is why they have the passage. They have to earn their scars. Earn that scar, yeah. And then he also talks about how Eo, while insulting her, he also compliments her by saying that even someone with so little power has suffered more than you have. And he says that although a martyr is like a shout in the wind, basically it doesn't matter, she's still is harder and more world-worn than these kids are. Yep, than all you pussies. Right. Well, <laughs> he doesn't say that. Um, so that's interesting, That how he can kind of tear her apart while also yeah. being like, she's more badass than you Typical pussies. Nero. Um, moving on to the next couple chapters, obviously I think we've, we've really hit this uh, theme here, but I just thought there was a couple more quotes where one especially in, in chapter 17 where Darrow, this is the draft, and Darrow's talking about 
his stats, he says, my statistics, supposedly I'm very rash and I have <laughs> upper outlier uh, characteristic in intuition and loyalty and most notably rage. What? Yeah. Darrow? <laughs> so we He's can kind of see that, that uh, he definitely identifies as pretty having a lot of rage early on and then that's only going to grow as the book carries forward. Um, and yep. then at the very end, we uh, read this this quote at the top of the podcast just because I think it's evident of, of Darrow's change. Like this is kind of the moment where that identity has fully shifted. He says, I don't want to do this. I can't explain how badly I don't want to hurt Julian. But when has what I wanted ever mattered? My people need this. Eo sacrificed happiness and her life. I can sacrifice my wants. I can sacrifice this slender princeling. I can even sacrifice my soul. Damn. Yeah, so he's ready now to fully embrace the gold life, hashtag gold life, <laughs> and and do what his he needs to do for Dancer and for Eo. Well, gold life meaning then he'll tear their whole way of living to the ground. Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate plan. But in the meantime, he's going to have to fulfill that role and get them to buy in. That uh, was our theme. Yeah, so that is the theme this week. And that's kind of... Identity. What? What's your identity, Ben? I think we've <laughs> talked about this. You're a blue. Yes, I'm a blue. And I am a gold slash... I don't know who I am. Slash horse riding murderer. <laughs> hey, if I can murder people while on horseback, that's okay. Yeah, that's a bonus for you at this point. No, I think it makes it okay because horses are so majestical. <laughs> okay, now that we've discussed what happened, we've discussed the theme, it's time to talk about our prime five. Aaron, what's the prime five? Prime five is our five favorite insights and observations from this week's chapters. Boom. I'm going to take in the first one because yeah, it was my okay, favorite. First of all, before Ben <laughs> says this, I thought this was a weird choice for Prime 5, and I also don't understand why it's so funny. I think it's great. All right. Okay. Uh, part of the testing process, uh, <laughs> Darrow has to do this like weird kind of like virtual reality simulation kind of. It sounds like a video game pretty much. And the reason I'm putting this in the prime five is because i just think it's a very pierced thing to come up with what is it it's darrow has to like enslave a race of elves <laughs> he has to like beat a wizard he steals the wizard's wand and then he enslaves a race of elves that he just doesn't like and he didn't have to do it i think he just had to like get to the top of a hill and get a cup or something like that it was like trying to get to an object at the end of the... It's basically... Have you ever played Super Mario Galaxy? Right. <laughs> and yes. that, that wizard, like, is fucking you up by, like, shooting shell people at you? Yes. Turtles? Yes. That's what the elves were like. And so this is like finding a magic wand in Super Mario and then enslaving that guy. <laughs> that, that guy pisses me <laughs> off. So he good. deserves it. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really fun, like, paragraph. It's only, like, four lines, but I just thought it was awesome. <laughs> All right. It is funny, but I don't know if it deserves the clout of being in the prime five. Hey. So it does. well that'll be number five, how about? <laughs> They're not ranked, it's just five All things. Right. I'll go to the next one. Um, I'm gonna say the 
that Pierce's writing in the passage is mm. disgusting, but also amazing because it's so descriptive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really feel what's happening. You like can. You, you feel the cold um, floor under your feet. The cracks of the elbows. You feel like you're shivering and yeah. naked. And also, you feel um, like Julian's ignorance and mm. you, you feel pity for him because he's like they wouldn't do that like they wouldn't make us kill each other yeah that kind of permeates that entire scene yeah, and daryl's like that's nah, a good thing nah, yeah. dude like i'm gonna kill you yeah. and daryl's like no like he's like begging basically yeah. and you start to feel like this is so fucked up because yeah. it's not like daryl's fighting like titus or some dickweed that mm-hmm. like has no soul mm-hmm. like Julian is almost like a broken flower. He's a sweet boy. He's just crushing him. <laughs> and you really, like, you're rooting for Daryl, obviously, but because of the descriptive writing, mm. you also, like, feel shitty. Oh, yeah. Because the way, I mean, the way that Daryl kills him is so messy. Oh, yeah. And he says, like, his teeth cut my face, like, as he's headbutting him over and over. Yeah. Like, it's real, it's real graphic. Oh, it gets real. And not not suitable for children. I still remember the the blood blot. His face like blossoms with blood or whatever, right. and then he lets him just yeah. That's a good. And the, the like wheezing as he's dying. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing. You're just like God, like so fuck, messy stop. and terrible. Like, yeah. Okay, stop it. <laughs> he just dies. Okay, like let's move on. Yeah, he made that as awful for us as it was for Darrow. That's but a, I would say Julian had it the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but that. I, I just like to point out the descriptive writing is is why we all love this book so much. Yes, he's so good at it's, that. We're, we're like there with them. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. That's a great observation, Aaron. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> number three? Or not numbered. Next one. You want me to do the next one? Sure. Uh, okay. Another thing that we wanted to point out. Hey, we have we observed this. <laughs> was that you meet <laughs> an incredible amount of new and important characters in these chapters. Like, just in these five chapters, we meet Lauren, Mustang, Fish, Fitchner, Severo, Cassius, all of the Howlers, Roke, Quinn, Antonia. Like, it's everybody. Everybody's don't, here. Don't, don't like, bloop her in with the Howlers. <laughs> she needs to be a separate... Like, she, she can't be a comma after Howlers. Right. She needs to be, like... Period. Also, that one bitch yeah. that we all hate. <laughs> Fucking Antonia. Uh, yeah, so it's like this is everybody's getting thrown into the soup right now, is, and we're starting to boil. Just get a big wooden spoon yeah. and start mixing them together. It's kind of cool. It's just everybody shows up, and it's and you have no idea at this point, uh, as a fresh reader, how impactful like that meeting with Severo is. And I was just thinking, <laughs> while they're all at the they're at like twelve tables, I think. Mm-hmm. And in the background, they're playing, we were merely freshmen. Because <laughs> they're all about to die and stuff. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so just like even meeting like Lauren, like Lauren picks, basically picks Darrow to be. Oh, Lauren. Lauren. In my head, I was like, who's Lauren? <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. You mean my cousin? Yeah. She's in this book? <laughs> we meet Lauren, and he's the one that picks Daryl for House Mars. And his hands are rugged. 
yeah. and stuff. He's fucking Rage Knight, man. Rage Knight. Yeah. He's got the rage. That kind of brings us into another Prime 5-1, which was Proctor meetings. Because mm. Fitchner, who's Fitchner? Who could oh, he be? I don't know. So we don't know yet, but obviously he's Aries. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Hey, we told you about spoilers. So Ben kind of noticed this in his chapter summaries, but um, he says, after a while of watching me, he stands and punches me in the face. If you punch me back, you will be sent home, Pixie. I kick him in the shin. He limps away laughing like drunk Uncle Narrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's that sideways thinking that, that Darrow's always good at. Like at an interview, someone punch like standing <laughs> up, walking over and punching you in the face. Yeah. And then saying that, I'd no. be like, uh, okay, I won't punch you back. Yeah, Crazy. Extremely offended, yeah. So I definitely would not be smart enough to kick him in the shins afterwards. No, and right. And have a share a good laugh about it. That's one of our prime five because not only are we like Darrow's obviously smart enough to think around and think like he'd be great at improv, right? Because he really thinks on his feet. He does and plays off the other person. I feel like Fitchner's testing him in that situation too. You know. Well, right. I was gonna say besides Darrow being smart, we also see a little bit of. Fitchner's personality. Yeah. Like, he's got a beer belly. He's, like, kind of khaki like Severo. Right. Oh, I wonder if they're related. He's always chomping that gum. Like, he's obviously yeah, a he's little... he's kind of like a white trash... Little white trash gold. <laughs> little piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we see his kind of ornery personality, I guess, when mm. he's laughing and being, like, drunk Uncle Nero. Right. So... What's our last Prime 5? The last one for the Prime 5 is, this is where we first hear about Razors. Oh, we get yeah. s- there's a lot of info dump about Razors in these chapters. There's uh, a section in pretty much each one. Like in the in the first chapter that we read when um, Darrow's talking with Mateo, he tells him exactly, like, he tells him what a Razor is and that only Golds can use them and explains like how good they are at it and then in the next chapter daryl's watching videos of golds fighting right. that's when like a summer song exactly when aaron mentioned that earlier um they fight in pairs and the next chapter after that when uh, him and cassius meet and he talks about dueling right and then he's he, saying like i couldn't oh yeah he's like cassius up. would fuck me up and so we kind of learn right Oh, yeah. God, we're going to get there one day. It's going to be awesome. Come on, Daryl. Get better at <laughs> razor fighting already. I can't. I already can't wait for that chapter. I get so pumped up for that fight. <laughs> <laughs> like stomping on the food. Oh, my gosh. I'll start, like, that. I'll start screaming. <laughs> like, run through a wall. I get so pumped up when I read just that jump part. jump on your own table and kick some shit off. I just love when he's, like, screaming at Cassius's family. <laughs> like, it's like braveheart like, like is this the you, best is this the best you got <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome anyway so this is the first Ooh, i got a little sweaty i know this is the first time we get introduced to razors dueling how good golds are, are at fighting and obviously that's going to come into play down the line here but these are the chapters that set that foundation for later on uh in the books they do now so we finished our prime five yeah, so we talked about what happened. We talked about the theme. Finished our Prime 5. It's time to name uh, our Primus, who conquered the Proctors of Plot and rose above the rest. 
I said it slowly because it's hard to say. No, yeah. Now we finished our prime five. It's time to name our primus of the week. Who is it already? The primus of the week is Darrow. Aw. I mean. Obviously. He he. Well, first of all. He killed it this week. He's probably going to win again because he is the main part of the story. I mean, there's obviously Daryl's going to win some more Primuses. But do you know what he did this week? He aced all those tests. Do you know Fucking how? killed it. Like, I'm not good at tests. He, ma- he like, mastered an entirely new accent. Which, obviously, I can't do <laughs> if any of you have heard our previous episodes. <laughs> and they have because they're following along. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> My name is Darrow of Lycos. <laughs> I was like, you trying to switch down to Australian now. <laughs> Man, they're all in there somewhere. So he aces the test. He outperforms every other fucking gold that yep. goes into the Institute. Killed it. He's better than all them little pixies. Yep. Gets picked 10th. Right. Makes some friends. 10th. Are we... Yep. He got down to that rodeo and got tenth. He can't ride horses, though, so we shouldn't do That's western. True. He met Mustang. Ooh, girl, he, he made the, her yeah. blush. met his future wife. Like, this is Mustang's a good... like, damn, he fine. This is a good five chapters for our guy, Darrow. Um, then he was uh, able to navigate, like, meeting all the golds. Nobody, yep. nobody suspects anything from him. Um, he never said righto or... Uh, <laughs> Bloody damn. Bloody damn, yeah. I almost said gory damn. I forgot which one was which. And then he killed a guy. He, yeah. He's doing, <laughs> like, if you think about it. With his bare hands. He's never, like, actually fought someone before. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he fought Harmony in training. Right. But it was always training. Mm-hmm. And then he gets thrown in and has to literally kill someone with his bare hands. And fully accepts his mission at this point. I mean, like, he... Yeah, he's like, I don't want to kill Julian, but this is like, this is what what I gotta do. I'm not gonna die here and like right. leave my family in the dirt. So here I we gotta go. make Eo's dream happen, and if I have to sell my soul to do it, I'm doing it. Then I'm gonna kill Julian by beating him to death, so literally headbutting him to death. Great job, Darrow. I'm sure we'll see you again. Congratulations, you're our Primus of the week. <laughs> Way to go! All right. You know what it's time for. Time. What are we into <laughs> this week? Okay, so I'm going to go first because I'm really excited about it. So I love this <laughs> series. We're going to do a deep nerd dive this week. Oh, let's get super this nerdy is like this week. More nerdy than, you know. The entire 45 minute podcast we did before <laughs> this about a science fiction book. I don't know. Yeah. So it's called. <laughs> It's the Bobaverse series by Dennis E. Taylor. Um, and this was actually my first experience with audiobooks because I did like the free trial because those shits are expensive. Um, and the audiobook is narrated by Ray Porter, who is amazing. And there's three books. One is We Are Legion, We Are Bob. Uh, book two is For We Are Many. And book three is All These Worlds. And then there's a future book for The Search for Bender, which I'm super excited and can't wait to listen or read, whatever, <laughs> whichever one I do. So it's all a book series about a guy who has his head cryogenically frozen when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> 
super mainstream. And then he wakes up 117 years later, and they've, like, loaded his brain and everything into uh. a computer. So he wakes up as a computer. Some Black Mirror shit. Um, like, mm. as a, a whole computer matrix, right. And he's AI now. And then, I don't want to ruin it, but he um, basically explores space for mankind as mm-hmm. AI. And there's other um, cryogenically transported human brains also mm-hmm. in space. And he's, like, fighting aliens. It's wow. crazy. That sounds dope. It's just, but it's, it's like the whole series, the way it's written is very believable. And, mm-hmm. like, I kind of feel like it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I really would love my brain to be uploaded into a computer when right. I die. And the whole thing is funny. It's like um, Bob is, um, he just sold his company this is like a modern day person and um he uses all of his money to basically say that his brain that he'll be preserved when he dies Mm -hmm. and what he thinks will happen is he'll be like frozen like han solo but what actually happens is he sold his body and pretty sure they like killed him because he died the next day (laughs) and then he wakes up as a robot. Like, Same. it's not what he signed up for. Anyways, really, really cool. I'm really excited about it. You should all the read Bob-a-verse. it. The Bobaverse. Bobaverse. Cool. Good, ben, good pick. What are you into this week? So, this week, I'm going to make a recommendation for uh, some YouTube videos. Oh, I'm no. Big YouTube guy. Also, an amateur magician. Surprise, surprise. Oh. And. You should watch this dude on YouTube. His name is Chris Ramsey. He has a really great channel where he does a bunch of magic tricks. He's kind of like a hipster dude, right? He is. He's very hip. He lives in Toronto, I'm pretty sure. I think he's Canadian. And we like those so things. he's very nice. And he's really super good at magic. You can look up tutorials where he teaches you how to do like simple magic tricks or big complicated tricks. Or if you just want to see him do some magic, he's really good at it. He'll do, like, some street magic videos. Um, Which Ben has used at bars and has... Oh, people love it. Has really entertained the crowd. I'm a magician. And so, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of nerd (laughs) interests... That's I, think, uh, I think Bobaverse is more mainstream <laughs> than magic. Yeah, you guys can tell us which one's more nerdy this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that's my suggestion uh, to check out this week. That's Chris Ramsey on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. All right. So, now that we've done all the way up until Chapter 19, what are we doing next? Next week, we are continuing. I keep saying next week when it's just next episode. Right. So next, when I say next week, just it's next episode. Just next episode. Whenever the next time happens. Yeah. Next time you listen to this, we are going to be talking about chapters twenty through twenty-five. Yeah. We're, we're getting into the institute, people. Like the real Dude, shit. Like favorite, my favorite part of book one. Yes, for sure. It's the institute. Yep. So that's going to be twenty through twenty-five. Read those chapters. Join us next episode. Also. And we're going to break all that shit down. And then Aaron's got something to say. Oh, also, mm-hmm. follow us uh, at HowlerPod on all the stuff. Yeah, and rate and review the podcast. Like, five only stars only. five stars. Though. If it's not five, then go slag yourself. Exactly. Uh, so, so yeah. Omnis, Vera Lupus. Thanks, Howlers. Thank you, Howlers. Oh!